This is Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rhett and Mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as they address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rhett Wood and Mark Rose on Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies. Welcome to another show of Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies. I'm Mark Rose and he's Rhett Wood. Good morning, Rhett. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, thanks for joining us on our uh, podcast. People who are entering retirement always seem to have concerns and fears about that. And so in this show, we're going to be discussing common retirement fears and ways to address those fears. Yeah, that's right. And we definitely know one of those fears right now here at our <laughs> office, don't we? We do. It is the time of year we have two Canadian geese that have laid eggs. Of course, only one of them has laid eggs, right, but right. they have made their nest and laid their eggs in the little um, plant garden area at the very front of our building at the door. Like less than 10 foot from the door. Yeah, and it's... they are very protective. So <laughs> we have guard geese here at the office. We do. That will we do. Get very mad if you come in the door. So we've had a few clients, in fact, already today, they've come in and we've had to shoo the geese away because. Uh, they get kind of almost get right up on them and start nipping at them. Well, and it's funny because this is the second year that this has happened. So, you know, these geese, they come back to the same location to make their nest and we'll probably see them year after year after year. I wonder, Who knows, that. You know? I wonder if that's true, if it's the same pair that's come back or if this is just a different pair. I bet it is. I know at my house we have a pond and there's two geese that show up every year and make nests and have little baby geese there. And I think it's the same ones, but uh, who knows? That's what you tell yourself. That's what I tell myself. I've named them, so it's okay. And what are their names? Uh, Goose and Goose Two. Very, that's very, um, I bet they enjoy that. They feel personable to you. <laughs> that's good. Uh -huh. So anyway, so if you come visit us and you, you see the geese, don't be afraid. Don't let that turn you off. We will help you. So you can let us know you're coming in and we will help with the geese to shoo them away and you can get in the door and everything will be good. Nature is just uh, happening right in front of our eyes. And it's kind yeah, of fun. It's cool. So, so we're, we're actually really, will be talking about common retirement fears that many, many people have. And, and we'll talk a little bit about ways you can address those fears. So some of the major fears that people have as they approach retirement, the number one has got to be running out of income in retirement. That's uh, year after year. One of the major fears that people have is what if I stop working and then later on in life, I, I don't have enough money to be able to maintain my lifestyle. Uh, we'll talk about healthcare, and healthcare is its own animal that changes from time to time. Volatile stock market is a fear in retirement, you know, uh, especially uh, in in times like we're having this year, where it's up up one day and down the next. We'll look at identity theft, and also not a. We'll look at not having a retirement plan, just to name a few. Well, I think let's start with that first fear that you just talked about, because I think most pre-retirees and retirees, their number one concern is outliving their money. They want to be ensured that they're going to have enough income for life. For example, baby boomers, they're retiring, you know, at thousands and thousands of folks during the baby boomer, boomer generation every day are retiring. 
and they're looking for ways to replace their steady paycheck. A lot of the worries are about the potential of Social Security. And maybe it might diminish or it might change or it might not look the way it does now 15 years down the road. And if that does happen, what's that going to affect their retirement? Mm-hmm. So by having a retirement plan, which is what we speak a lot about is creating an income plan, this is a way that you can plan to help ensure that you're going to have enough income for life. We're going to identify your income sources. We're going to identify the the monthly expenses that you're going to have to cover. And we're going to look for, is there an income gap? And now it's create a plan on how to fill that income gap. I know one of the things I think about for people is making that transition is sometimes very scary. The uh, family that was in this morning, you know, the husband is fixing to turn 70 years old this summer. And he shared with me that he first started working when he was 14 and has pretty much worked ever since then. And it, in his fear is that, you know, how do I adjust to this? Because I've got up and went to work for all this time. And now all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have to work anymore. And yep. so it's a, it's different. So there's a couple of ways that people meet their income needs in retirement. We've talked about some of these on the show before, but one of the major ways is social security. That's one of the most common ways that people fill their income needs in retirement because it's something that nearly everybody has. Um, it's beneficial to figure out what's the right way to take your benefits. How do you maximize the dollars that you receive from there? You know, you've got to worry about your benefit being taxable and income limits and some of the special filing strategies. Uh, in addition to Social Security, we use uh, in our office a lot of fixed index annuities to create that guaranteed income. And those have become increasingly popular as with the addition of these income riders that will allow people to fund an account and defer their need for income from it to a later date in the future. So with these types of accounts, you have the potential to turn on an income stream that may be guaranteed for life, or if you're married, uh, you and your spouse's life. One very important thing to keep in mind with these types of investments is that the guarantees that you get are based off the insurance company that you place the money at. So it's very important to do a, use a a very well-established, highly rated company, you know, and and here at our office, we have a a huge variety of companies that we can use and they're constantly changing the annuities that they use and the rates and the bonuses and the fees. And so it's important to work with somebody who has access to more than just one company and can look at all the different types out there. Yeah. And those insurance companies are rated. Like you said, we, we want to look at a highly rated company. They're rated by credit rating agencies. And so they're given a grade depending on what their liabilities are versus how much cash reserve they have versus the, the products that they're offering. And what we suggest is make sure that you're choosing a highly rated company, which is going to be in the high triple B's, but, but more importantly, the A rating right. companies is what we're looking for. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's important to kind of distinguish there's different types of annuities out there. There's annuities that are in the stock market. There are annuities that are straight fixed, which pay a guaranteed fixed interest rate of return. What we use most often are fixed indexed annuities, which give you the option to allocate money to fixed buckets or allocate money to external indexes like the S&P. But we primarily use them for the income generating ability that they have. And so a fixed indexed annuity, once again, annuities have a poor reputation kind of across the board. And we would agree with that reputation for most of them that, you know, a lot of times if you're paying high fees or they don't perform or do what they, what you've been promised, that's not a good annuity. 
And so we think that there are some specific annuities that can play a role in a portion of someone's portfolio. But those fixed index annuities, that's not the same thing as a variable annuity. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally different type of investment. With a variable annuity, you're invested in the stock market. You can have both positive and negative returns. And in general, they have a little more fees associated with them. There's certain fixed indexed annuities that have no annual fee deducted from them. Now, that's different than surrender fees. All annuities have something called a surrender fee. Which is important part of it to understand. Right. And, you know, that's something before you go into, you need to know that annuities are a long-term investment vehicle that have limited liquidity. So typically uh, you can have access to about 10% of the contract value each year with no penalty. But if you take out more than that amount, then you're charged a early withdrawal fee, basically. Well, let's talk about the next fear for retirees, which is how to address health care in retirement. Now, while it's easy to become entangled in many different financial issues your retirement plan will encompass, none of that matters if you don't plan to address your health care needs. And so having a comprehensive and affordable health insurance strategy, which the affordable part is one of the challenges to make sure that, you know, at, at the end of our years and as we're moved into retirement that we can afford health insurance, it's just as critical of a component in your retirement plan. So we think it fits directly into the quality of life that you have, making sure that you have affordable health insurance that's going to work for you. Now, there are many different ways to accomplish this, but for a lot of retirees, Rhett, Medicare after the age of 65 is going to play a very important role in their health care options. Yeah, that's right, Mark. You know, we're, Medicare is a really popular choice that people above the age of 65 or on Social Security disability use. And I know in, in my experience, it, that 65 uh, qualification point is one reason why many people choose to delay their retirement at least till they get to that age because they don't want to pay for a private insurance before then. So similar to Social Security, Medicare is a federal social insurance program that you have to pay, that you've paid into over your career. And, and just like Social Security, getting the most out of what you have put in requires some careful planning and may require the help of a professional. So for millions of retirees, having an effective Medicare strategy often means the difference either between insulating their retirement savings from medical costs or or quickly depleting all those assets. So it's right. important to understand your, your Medicare coverage, what the different parts are, you know, A, B, D, C, uh, the Medicare supplement. So it's more than just your financial well-being at stake. It's also your, your physical and mental well-being that we're talking about. That's correct. And both of those matter, your, your financial well-being, but also your mental well-being matters for that quality of life. And so our time is up for this portion of the program. If you're concerned about retirement plans, please visit our website at retirementsolutionsok.com or call our office at 405-703-3800 to find out how you can receive your free income plan. What we'll do is set up an appointment. You come in to be able to talk with us. There's no charge for that. And we're able to create an income plan for you to give you a picture and and help with that financial and mental well-being to give you peace of mind that here's the plan that you can follow for your retirement years. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. 
This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your retirement toolkit from Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies by visiting RetirementSolutionsOK.com or calling us at 405-703-3800. Welcome back to Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies with me, Mark Rose, and he's Rhett Wood. And we've been talking about common retirement fears and helpful ways to address those fears. So far, we've addressed the fears of running out of income in retirement and also health care. To prepare for both of these concerns, you should have a retirement plan that helps ensure you'll have lifetime income stream, knowing where it's coming from, and also to have a Medicare strategy. Both of these can be achieved by working with a financial professional to help you plan specifically for your needs and your situation. Right. So let's talk about another really big fear that people have, and that's how to deal with a volatile market. Mm. That can be up and down the yes, roller coaster. That can be very emotionally challenging when you're looking at your portfolio and you see the wild swings that can sometimes take place inside of this. And yes, and emotions are wrapped into that. Yeah. And, you know, when you're dealing with a, a volatile market, you know, part of the difficult challenge that people have to do is manage their emotions and expectations because, uh, we know how emotional it can be to see the dollars change inside of your portfolio. Drop, uh, drop, 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 drop. And that, that's not a good feeling. Right, right. So investing for retirement can be a difficult process. And if you want to make sure you have all the necessary information, you need to make an educated decision that will benefit you and your loved ones in the long run. You know, we, we've all heard you buy low and sell high. I mean, that's that's a pretty common phrase that people have heard. But in reality, a lot of people tend to do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, they see the markets going up and up and up, and maybe their friends or coworkers are talking about, you know, the gains they're making in their portfolios and they feel good and they decide, I want to get in on this. And they buy in at points that are really high. And then when the market goes down, they start seeing, oh man, I'm losing money. I'm losing money. And then they start to have that, that fear or emotional decision that causes them to maybe make some bad decisions. So, you know, we've all heard this phrase, but a lot of times people do the opposite when, uh, when it comes to reality. So, yeah, I think I uh, just talked to some friends and they did that exact thing with the cryptocurrency Bitcoin. Ooh, They jumped on the bandwagon when it was going up and up and up and said, Hey, they thought it was going to just launch to the moon and they bought in high and now it's crashed. And, uh, they're like, well, yep. that didn't pay off. A lot of people have made mistakes like that. And yes. it's, a, it's important to learn from those mistakes and hopefully have a, a plan to manage your emotions and manage your financial life in a way where you don't make these knee-jerk decisions. Uh, typically, the investments that you use when you're 20 or 30 years old may not necessarily be the same ones you use when you're 60 or 70 years old. Your own time horizon, your own risk tolerance, your own needs and desires for retirement will dictate how you manage your portfolio. That's right. And, and no two investors are alike. So it can be different uh, for every single investor. You need to identify your needs and your goals for retirement and have an investment portfolio that's tailored to your objectives. It fits your risk tolerance and whatever your time horizon is. Some clients are thrown into arbitrary categories and they don't receive portfolios that they should have received or that they are, they're not allocated correctly in their portfolios to meet their goals. With any investment strategy, you always need to keep in mind that you can get emotionally attached to your investments. And when you do that, there's some trouble. 
because maybe you don't do the right things when you're emotionally wrapped up in it. Maybe, you know, these stocks were given to me by Uncle Sam and I don't want to sell these. I know I should, but I don't want I don't, I don't, these, you know, what would Uncle Sam say? Well, um, and Uncle Sam being not the government, not the government. Not the government. Uh, I was gonna say, how did you get no, some stock from Uncle Sam? I did not. I want to make make sure that's clear. So <laughs> Uncle Uncle Tim, we'll call him Uncle oh, Tim. Oh, your other uncle. Um, my other uncle. And so you can't control the ups and downs of the stock market, but you can control how you react to it. Right. And and having that foreknowledge to be ready for the roller coaster ride with the volatile stock market, if you have a, an investment strategy already planned out that can help you make sure that you make the right decisions and that you don't make emotional decisions. You need to have that plan and investment strategy in place. I know sometimes people have a, a disconnected idea of how aggressive or conservative their portfolio is. Mm. Uh, I talked with a client recently that, you know, their entire portfolio, he said, yeah, I think it's pretty conservative. You know, I got a big chunk of it in small cap and a part of it in mid cap and a little bit in large cap. And I said, well, that doesn't necessarily make it conservative. That's, you know, that's all stock is what you have. The entire thing is stock. And so it's important to take a look at your accounts to see what are you actually invested in? And is that what you want? Right. Making sure your allocations and what you're spread over and understanding those. A lot of the time you need help from a financial professional. So let's talk about how do you how do you judge or how do you gauge how much aggressive growth assets you have in your portfolio versus more conservative assets? And there's a different ways to do it. One real easy rule of thumb that people can use as a, a starting measurement is to use what we call the rule of 100. So it's it's a pretty simple concept. You take your age and subtract it from 100, and that gives you a rough idea of maybe how much money you should have in stocks versus bonds. So, for example, if you're 25 years old, you subtract that from 100. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Math and I weren't good friends. So, okay, if I'm 25 yeah, and I subtract, subtract that, that from, number from 100, now you got 75. Yeah. Do you 20, want to use 30, my fingers 40, also? 40, 50, 75. 75. Okay. Yes, okay. I, I, I got there the same place. It just took me a little bit longer. So Fingers and toes help sometimes. So 75 is the number. Now, what does that mean? That might mean that it's appropriate to have somewhere around 75% of your portfolio invested in stocks or some form of growth assets, which means the other 25% should be allocated to something a little bit more conservative. So let's look at another example. Let's say that you're 50 years old. 100 minus 50, that would mean maybe you're more of a balanced investor that has 50% in stocks and 50% in bonds. You get closer to 70, maybe now you should only have 30% of those assets and stocks. So it's important to remember, this is just a very general guideline general. idea. One of the things that we do for people is we take them through a risk analysis. It's a, a multiple choice type of question, 11 questions, that has you answer a variety of different scenarios, and each one of those answers gives you a numeric score. And at the end, that score kind of tells us whether you're a real conservative person, you're not comfortable at all with taking on risk, or maybe you're a more aggressive person that wants to try to use those growth assets. And that's something that you know you can you can do online. Now you know we have access to it, and it's it's a free tool that we use to help people judge: Am I more aggressively allocated than I should be, or maybe I'm not aggressive enough? Yeah, and it gives you a customized version that fits for you depending on your answers. And so that rule of 100 is a is a starting point. We've also heard of the, you know, th that number is changing because people are retiring sooner and living longer. Maybe you start with, instead of 100, you start with 110. 
So you subtract your age from 110, which typically expands it a little bit. And maybe because of your longer time horizon in retirement, that gives you a, a little bit more updated rule of thumb than just the rule of 100. Because but, we're living longer. Exactly. So, but either way, whether it's ours, we call ours the color of money risk analysis, and, and you can get access to that on our website. It goes through a, a, and it leads you through questions that you have to answer or you and your spouse have to answer to give us a starting point on how aggressive or conservative you are according to the, your view of investments. Now, you mentioned something, you and your spouse. Yes. Uh, sometimes you and your spouse might have completely different answers. And which it turns into marriage counseling. Yes. It's kind of fun Mm -hmm. to go through that with a couple because um, sometimes they're going complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep. And so we have to have that discussion to find out what's going to be their, their combined answer, because if either of them are both ends of the spectrum, there's got to be a compromise of it. We've we've got to treat the investments so that they're both going to get, you know, at least both be happy and understand that we're not on one end or the other end. So right. it, it does turn into some marriage counseling sometime, which is quite interesting. So I want to mention another fear or concern that people are facing retirement have, and it deals with identity theft. Now, identity theft is not only for people facing retirement, but it can provide some special challenges for those that are facing retirement. Now, according to the Internet Crime Complaint Center, of identity theft complaints come from individuals that are 50 and older. So, you know, more than a third are people that are 50 and older nearing retirement or in retirement. And so there are three points that came out of a article published by MarketWatch called Nine Ways to Protect Seniors from Identity Theft. And it was written by Jack Totter. And I want to highlight some of those, those three of those that I think are very important to pay attention to. One and something that everyone can and should be doing is shred all personal data rather than just tossing it into the trash can. We get lazy, uh, you know, maybe we get something in the mail that has our name and our address and our information on it. You know, most of us, maybe I rip it in half once and I throw it in the trash can. Like you that's going to do any good. For yeah, us. I'm probably yeah, so. still can read <laughs> a half of a page as much as one page. So they're suggesting that you shred that and make sure you chop it all up. A second um, thing to be aware of is keeping copies of your credit cards, social security cards, and other documents in a safe. Now, you still want it accessible at home, but but you keep it in a safe place, whether that's in a physical safe or somewhere else. But if, unfortunately, someone gets into the home and they take your information, then they can do quite a bit. That's kind of the uh, pass key to a lot of your other information that if they get those cards and information, there can be lots of trouble. So keep your documents in a safe place at the house, not under the mattress, um, probably not in the shoebox in the closet. That's not, not going to be good enough. Tell them your refrigerator story, Mark. This is one I really like the, uh, the foil in the refrigerator. Yes. Yes. Well, my wife and I, we moved into her grandmother's house after her grandmother passed. Uh, it was about eight or 10 months later. Um, we were able to move in to her house and I went through the process and with her, my wife's mother's um, help and encouragement, I was able to kind of renovate the house and remodel it when we first got married. And little did I know, grandma used to save money 
by rolling it up in foil and putting it in the freezer. Mm, and what happened to the contents of that freezer? <sighs> well, when Mark got there, when I got there uh, and was cleaning out the freezer, it just looked like a bunch of old frozen foil, food. frozen food wrapped up that I, I probably checked one or two of them and it ended up being, you know, TV dinners and old food. And so I cleaned out the whole refrigerator and freezer and threw all of those away. Who knows how many thousands and thousands of dollars. I tell myself it wasn't much, but uh, as the story goes in the family, that was one of the ways grandma, she didn't necessarily put all of her money in the bank. She would put it in the foil in the freezer. So this brings up a, a good point, which isn't really related to identity theft, but we believe it's important for you to have written down in an important place where your assets are. Yes. Life insurance, bank accounts, IRAs, 401ks, have that with your will or your trust or wherever you keep your documents so that if you passed away, your heirs know what they need to track down. Yes. And that's that's the third point that we wanted to highlight in the story. And so as a review, as we're kind of headed to commercial break, shred your personal data, keep copies of credit cards and social security cards in safe places at the house. And then make sure you have all your important financial information written down and accessible. So if something happens to you, your heirs or beneficiaries will know how to access and what to do to call those companies. Right. And these are easy steps to take. These are. But most of us don't do it because we're lazy and we don't do it. And then it's too late. And now the people that are left um, to pick up the pieces are kind of in a jam. So do your family a favor and do some of these things. So as we head into commercial break, remember that our goal at Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies in our planning process is to truly help provide our clients with clarity, knowing that they will be uh, okay in retirement and they'll have reliable income that is in retirement, as well as if there is money left over, that that will pass on as a legacy to their heirs. To help with this process, visit our website at retirementsolutionsok.com or call our office at 405-703-3800. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 405-703-3800 or visit us at retirementsolutionsok.com. And welcome back to our last segment for this show of Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies on common retirement fears and helpful ways to address those fears. Now, we've discussed the concerns of running out of income in retirement, healthcare needs, a volatile stock market, and identity theft. To prepare for these concerns, you should have a retirement plan that ensures you will have a lifetime income stream, have a Medicare strategy, prepare an investment strategy, and take a proactive approach to protecting yourself against identity theft. All of these steps can be achieved by working with a financial professional to help you plan specifically for your needs and your goals in your retirement. Yeah, so one of the concerns that we mentioned in the first segment was pre-retirees not having a plan on how they're actually going to adjust their lifestyle when they don't have to get up and go to work every day. And, and you know, that's a weird transition to make because you spend so long part of your life having a schedule, work every single day, and all of a sudden there will become a time 
when you're retired. And now what do you do? How do you adjust this lifestyle? I know uh, in my own family, my mother really is kind of wanting to retire and she works in a school system. So she gets a lot of the school holidays and we'll have long breaks. Like, you know, spring break will happen where she's off for five days and a couple of days into that she's ran out of things to do and she's bored and, you know, she's deep cleaning the house or, you know, doing something. She's ready to go back to work. And so it's, it's important to figure out, you know, Yes, you want to retire. What are you going to do once you get there? So how do you adjust to this? So what I'm talking about is having a lifestyle plan, not just a financial plan. So it's very. So this is different than the income plan we have been talking about. Right. Yeah. When we create a retirement income plan, mostly what we're talking about is where will your income come from once your paycheck stops? How do we how do we figure out where your money will come from to last no matter how long you live? A retirement lifestyle plan is all the other areas of your life. You know, retirement gives you the freedom to do all the things you've really wanted to do while you're in your working years. For a lot of people, that's traveling. You know, they they retire and they want to go see the world or they want to go see the States. I know one of the other guys in the office, he and his wife go and they're seeing all the presidential libraries, you know, or maybe you buy an RV and you're wanting to go travel all over the place or spend more time with your family or, or learn or whatever it is. But it's important to have kind of a goal for what do you want to try to accomplish once you stop working. Having a plan for how you're going to achieve those goals is an important factor to take into consideration when you're planning for retirement. Because if some people, a lot of people start second careers in retirement. They stop working and then now they go do a job that they love or they're very interested in. And one of our goals is we want to make sure that you have enough income where you don't have to work. But if you choose to work, then that's just kind of the icing on the cake. But have a plan for what What do you actually want to try to do once you don't have to work every day? Yeah, most of the people we meet with really don't have a plan on, on how they're going to adjust their lifestyle. Because, you know, playing golf every day for me sounds great. But I've run into clients and they say, yeah, about two months of that is all they could take. <laughs> and then they're got, they got to look at something else. My right. father is a great example. Um, he went back to work. And he's in his mid-70s now. He went back to work because playing golf three times a week with his buddies, um, he needs a little more than that. Mm-hmm. So he decided to go back to work and is basically working to get his health care paid for and enjoys what he does, has a place to go every day, and he's needed and valued. And it's a way to help him stay sharp as well. So knowing how to handle the transition can help lead to a healthy and happy retirement. There are many things you can do to help make that adjustment to the retirement, but here are some options. Continuing to work, like we just talked about with my father, going, you know, maybe you quit your full-time job, but you go find a job that you kind of really enjoy, whether that's working at a craftsman store or a, another a boutique or some sort of place that you kind of enjoy the people you're working around and what you're doing. Learning a new skill is another option that you might have that keeps you moving on and engaged. Volunteering, we see a lot of our clients that when they transition from their working years into retirement, they they really enjoy the volunteering, whether that's at church or whether that's the food pantry or wherever it's at, that helps uh, kind of fill a need that they have of being valued and, and wanted and what they're doing. But it's also good to be ready with some options to fill your time in retirement that help you achieve fulfillment. So however you define that, think about that. And that's what we're talking about in this lifestyle uh, plan is think about what's going to fit your needs and, and how you're going to make that adjustment. Yeah, and you know, your retirement lifestyle is something that we we dream about, we think about, we try to prepare for it. 
but you can't really know exactly what it's going to be like until you experience it. You know, you and I are not retired. We are not. But we have a work with a lot of people who are. And so it's important to have a plan for what you're going to do. So, you know, the baby boomer generation, those are hardworking individuals. And so many years of working, it's hard to disassociate yourself for what what you used to do for, for an income. Sure. Uh, you may have wished to never had to work a day, another day in your life, but when that day comes, you might wish for the opposite. You might have said, you know, you really liked what you did. You want to keep on going. So I think the saying, the grass is always greener on the other side oh, that, yeah. might mm, be true that we think it's going to be the best when I don't have anything to do in retirement, but maybe that's not the best. I think we're built to have a purpose in life. I think that's the way we're created. Yeah. You know, something we always encourage people is as long as you enjoy what you're doing, and are healthy. If you really enjoy doing it, maybe you don't want to completely retire. Maybe you just want to slow down. Yep. So you can ask yourself some questions, you know, thinking about this retirement lifestyle, some of the questions that you can come up with as you're making your plan is, well, do you want to travel? How often do you want to travel? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to travel with? It's like a bucket list. It's kind of a bucket list that you start creating. Now we're going to encourage you to obviously stay within your budget uh, don't blow all of your money in the first six <laughs> months and then you got another 20 years to last and you're looking like, what? Right. I can't afford it. But think about, do you want to continue working? That's another question to ask, whether it's the slowdown that you talked about or the part-time work. Another question is, maybe I want to take up a new activity. Is there something else I want to learn that I've always wished I knew, but I'm going to go enroll at the uh, technology center down the street and learn about small engines and how to fix lawnmowers and things. Think about that because that can be very useful. My grandfather took a horticulture class when he was 80 years old at the Votech. So that's awesome to me to think about, you know, still learning, even that, you know, taking classes, you know, with the, with the young kids and stuff. So that can be fun. Yep. So visit our website at retirementsolutionsok.com. You can find out more about Mark and I and our team, and you can view our television segments and listen to other podcasts. And we would love to meet you and talk to you, find out how we can help you and achieve your retirement goals. Call our office at 405-703-3800. We will meet with you and create for you a free retirement income plan that will help give you reassurance that when you do someday stop working, that your income needs will be met to ensure that you'll live, uh, you'll have enough income to last no matter how long you live and also develop a plan for how do you transition those assets onto the next generation. So this is Mark Rose with Rhett Wood and we're with Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies. Once again, retirementsolutionsok.com, 405-703-3800. Give us a call or check out our website. Thank you for listening to Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood and Mark Rose at Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies. Call 405-703-3800 or visit their website at retirementsolutionsok.com. Retwood, Mark Rose, and Retirement Solutions and Investment Strategies are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.